All right. Hey, guys. Thank you, Lon, and thank you uh, to Carrie Johnston and uh, all the team for Chapel for giving me this opportunity. Um, this is one of those things that when I was in your seat, I was like, man, how cool would it be to get to come and speak at Chapel? Never in a million years did I think it would happen. Um, and when I got the call, I was like, wait, me? What? Okay. And I'm not going to lie. I'm like really freaked out. But I am super excited to be here with you guys. Uh, and I know Lon shared a little bit about me. So now that we're friends, I I'm going to admit something to you. Because there's only a few of you. So I feel comfortable saying this. I I'm going to preface it with I held out like all of quarantine. I was like, I'm not going to download it. I'm not going to do it. I have better things to do with my time. And then a month ago, I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> guys, I love it. It's terrible. Like, there was one point I was like scrolling through and like, I don't know if you've ever gotten this. And if you have, it means we all spend too much time on this app. But the little guy pops up and says, hey, you've been scrolling for a really long time. Maybe you should go outside and get some water or go to the bathroom. And I'm like, wow, okay. Check myself. I need to... Uh, take some time off of this. <laughs> but one of the fun trends that's on TikTok is called the put a finger down challenge. So they'll have you hold up all 10 fingers and they'll list off things, whether it be uh, they'll play songs, they'll list off uh, different television shows or things that you might remember from different decades. And so I created one for us here to do today about things that North Central students do. So everyone, 10 fingers up. I'm gonna read off a list of things. And if you do these things, you put a finger down. Put a finger down if you volunteer at a church. Put a finger down if you are in student leadership. Put a finger down if you are in more than 15 credits. Put a finger down if you have a job. Put a finger down if you are currently in an internship. Put a finger down if you currently have a significant other. Put a finger down if you are in a small group outside of NCU. Put a finger down if you attend Life Corps regularly. Put a finger down if you are currently mentoring someone. And lastly, put a finger down if you do any kind of community service or are involved in a community organization outside of North Central. So there's a lot of you, you've got like maybe one hand left or a couple of fingers left. Those are all really good things. And a lot of those things are necessary. You are here at North Central to get an education. And you want to get the most out of your time here. And I know for a lot of you, trying to graduate with you know, the minimal amount of debt is a big deal. So a lot of you are taking extra credits. Internship is a part of your program that you have to complete. Uh, going to uh, Life Corps, being in student leadership is something that we really encourage here. But I also want you to take a minute and think about how much all of those things we will substitute for our time with God. I call it Christian busyness. Think about how much different the things that we do and the things that we're involved in that are all good things. None of those things are bad. They're all amazing things that are going to help build you up. But imagine how much better they would be if we were doing them from a place where we are being filled with Christ instead of trying to do it out of our own desire for for doing good. I will say this. When I was a student at North Central, I think I had to fight for my faith harder here than I did when I went to public high school. And here's why. When I was in public high school, having a relationship with Christ was something that 
wasn't just handed to me. It wasn't something that was encouraged at my school. So I had to make sure that I put in the time to make sure I stayed connected to God. But then when I came to North Central and thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be, you know, that plus all of this other stuff. And then I started to substitute chapel and life core and PG and my attendance at church and my volunteering as a youth group for my time with God. And when you substitute the group experience for your personal time with God, you start to lose connection with your soul. Because although the group experiences are great and they, and they do feed you, they can't substitute that personal relationship that you have with Christ. And this is something that, that we know. Like, we know this. I mean, if you grew up in church, there's a bunch of verses that every youth pastor has probably quoted. So if you know these verses, I want you to say them with me. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Romans 8, 28. For we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So if we know that seeking God means that his plans will be fulfilled in our life, then why do we get into the habit of creating a plan and then saying, hey, God, I need you to bless this when you're already 12 steps down the road? Uh, As Dr. Filippo mentioned, I'm in the graduate program And we're reading a book uh, called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. And it really is what uh, inspired me to write this sermon. And I'll preface it with this sermon is meant to encourage you guys um, because I'm in the same boat. I can be the same way. I work at North Central and, you know, we have access to chapel and we pray in our staff meetings. And sometimes you feel like you've gotten so much church that your first instinct isn't to then go spend more time with God if we're really being honest. And she has a quote, and it says, the temptation to compromise basic Christian values for the sake of expedience is very great. In a high-performance culture, holding to deep spiritual values in the face of the pressure to perform is one of the greatest challenges of spiritual leadership. Let's go back to the beginning. All those fingers that you had down of all those things you're involved in, Think about how many of those things put pressure on you. It can be good pressure or it can be negative pressure. Maybe the people that you're involved with don't put any pressure on you to perform, and maybe it's pressure that you put on yourself. Uh, You want to get good grades. You want to make sure that people see you as competent. Um, You want to be a youth leader, and then you want to move up in the youth ministry, and you want to make a good impression because maybe that could lead to an internship or maybe it could lead to a job. And a lot of times in the world that we live in, when we have instant access, instant gratification, we feel this undue pressure when someone asks us a question to be able to immediately give an answer and it be the right answer. And sometimes we need to know ourselves and take a step back and say, I don't know. Let me go look at that. You know what? I'm not ready to answer that question right now. Let me think about it. It's the temptation to compromise what we know in the values that we hold for the sake of expedience 
due to the high-performance culture that is one of the greatest challenges in spiritual leadership. You're here at NCU to become a leader. That's what you're here to do. It doesn't matter what your degree is in. It doesn't matter if you're a ministry major, business major, if you're a production major. We want to equip you to be a leader. Our mission statement says that we are a Christ-centered, Bible-based Pentecostal school with a commitment to academic excellence that prepares students to fulfill biblical models of leadership and ministry throughout the world. That's what's different about you. And that's why I want to challenge you with this, is you're not just leaders, you're biblical leaders, and that's what you're being trained to do. Harvard did a study that there are 15,000 books about leadership. That doesn't include articles or other print sources. That is just books. So you could go to Barnes & Noble and buy 20 books. Some of them you'll probably read while you're here as a student, and you could learn all of the secrets to being a highly effective leader. But there's a difference when you add Christ into that. And that's what you're here to learn. And this is what I'm here to encourage you. Get connected to the source of what's going to make you the best leader. You cannot maintain the high level of leadership that you seek, which is why you came to North Central, until you know who you are and whose you are. You have to stay plugged into your source. I'm going to use a verse that I think most of you probably understand where I'm going with this, uh, found in Luke chapter 10 about Mary and Martha. For anyone who's not familiar with this story, Mary and Martha were sisters, and their brother was Lazarus. So you've heard of Lazarus being raised from the dead. It's their brother, Jesus' best friend, so they're all real tight. So one time, Jesus comes over to the house, and both sisters have very different reactions to Jesus being in their home. Martha gave in to the pressure to perform. She was like, oh, Jesus is here. Okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. Like, hey, Jesus, it's great you're here. Let me get all this and this and this done, and then I'll come over here and be with you. And if we think about our lives, we can tend to do that. I know when I get home from work, and then I have to work on my grad school homework, my first intention after that is not normally to go, okay, now that I finished doing all this reading and I've been working my brain all day at work, now I'm going to go read my Bible. That's not. It's not my first thought. My first thought is to turn on Netflix and chill in my apartment with some popcorn. Um, and I think we can all, we've all been there, and there's a time and a place for that. But Mary had a different concept. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. She still knew the things that needed to get done. There was still food that needed to be made, dishes that needed to be cleaned. But she knew that Jesus was the most important. If Jesus were to walk into the back of the room, I hope, including myself, we would all stand up and run out and be like, okay, Jesus, like, let me get close. I want to be with you and spend time with you and make this happen. And we have access to that, but because it's not a physical person, Sometimes we forget that he's still there and we still have that opportunity to get plugged in. Uh, in Luke chapter 10, where I mentioned, in verse 34, I want to read to you Jesus' response to the two women's different actions when he was at their home. Verse four, it starts in verse 41. It says, But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. 
So think about, again, the number of fingers you have down. Think about all of the things that you have going on. And I think about, you know, you get one day and you're like, okay, I'm really tired. I'm going to do my devotions tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes the next day. The next day becomes next week. Becomes next month. And then we get to a point where we're sitting in chapel or we're at PG going, God, where are you? You're, you forgot me. What's going on? But he's there waiting. You just aren't plugged in. You aren't getting fed. You aren't, you're trying to create something out of nothing. There's nothing inside of you left to give because you haven't stayed plugged in. The band can go ahead and come on up. Revelation 3.20 says, I stand at the door and knock. That to me is so encouraging. That every time we mess up, every time we forget to get plugged back in, or we unplug ourselves thinking, okay, I'm full right now, so I'm going to go out and do all these things, that he's always standing there. He's always ready for us to just open the door. But we have to be the ones to decide that. We have to be the ones to plug back into him. President Hagen has a quote. It says, never trust a leader who isn't following a leader. So who are you following? Who is your leader in your life? It can be a pastor. It can be a parent. It can be a professor. But before that, it needs to be Christ. So where's your soul? Think about that. Are you plugged in with Jesus as your source? Or are you running on empty, hoping and praying that you just make it to the end of each day in enough time to collapse on your bed? Your quiet time with the Lord needs to be the meat of your relationship with him. Chapel, PG, Life Corps, church attendance, that's the dessert. That's supposed to supplement and strengthen what you're doing in private. And again, this message is to, encur- is, is to encourage you. This message is only five weeks in. That's really not a long time. I mean, you were in quarantine for longer than that. Five weeks is not that long. So now is the time to start setting those habits. And it's going to look different for each one of you. I'm not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination. I hate mornings with a passion. I drink tons and tons of coffee. Uh, all my office people are here and they can uh, attribute to my, yep, there it is. I love coffee because I don't do mornings. So maybe for you it's not waking up early, but maybe it's setting a reminder on your phone that says, hey, I'm going to start getting for be- ready for bed an hour before I want to fall asleep and I'm going to devote that hour to being with the Lord. Maybe it's a couple times a week instead of doing lunch in the cafeteria with your friends. Maybe you take your to-go box and you go back to your dorm room or you find a place on campus and that's your quiet time in the middle of your day. It's going to look different for each of you, but you have to figure out where does God fit? Matthew 6.33, I read this earlier. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So we have to put Christ first. We have to find that time within our schedule 
instead of fitting God in to fit our schedule around our time with God. Plugging into our source is what is going to equip us to be able to do the things that God has called us to do. It's going to take you to that next level of leadership, and it's what's going to change the people that you interact with and the people that you have influence over. So again, I want this to be a message of encouragement because I'm in the same boat with you. I fall into the same trap, and I think it's just a good reminder that we're all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose, and we need to plug into the to the source that got us here and really take a look at what are those things that we're doing and what gets priority in our life and what's getting what's left over. Thank you guys so much for giving me this opportunity to speak with you. It's been super great. I'll go ahead and have Abby come on up.